Photo Facts Podcast, episode 14. Wow, really? 14 episodes. My goodness, that just doesn't sound right, does it? Hey, welcome back, or welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming in to listen. Hey, you know what? We had a great time. Me and Robert had a great time um, at, at the PPOK convention, the Professional Photographers of Oklahoma Fall Convention in Tulsa at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Man, that was a great, great time. Uh, lots of great speakers, lots of great people to talk to. Uh, the hotel was great. Uh, the, the people there at, at the hotel, the staff there were outstanding. Uh, just a good time all around. You, if you didn't go, you missed out. Um, if you're not a member of PPOK, you should become a member if you're in Oklahoma. If you're not in Oklahoma, get uh, in touch with your local guild, PPA-affiliated uh, group, because there's lots of benefits of being in there. You, you get to learn a lot, meet great people, great networking. Uh, there's a lot. There's always something to learn and get from other people. So go ahead and search for your local PPA-affiliated group, uh, or I'll put some uh, links in the show notes to uh, try to find that. This week's episode, we've got uh, Daryl Bruton from DB Images. Um, he is a great photographer. He he's a very uh, generous photographer. He goes to Honduras and he takes portraits of people that are less fortunate that are are not able to get pictures taken of themselves. Uh, it would never ever you know they would never be able to get pictures taken of themselves. You know maybe they haven't even ever seen themselves in pictures. So he's a very, uh, very special kind of person there to go and do that. This will be a very short episode because uh, we're both busy. Um, so Robert's out. He's he's out doing a shoot with a friend, uh, Sarah McKenzie. And so uh, this is going to be a short one. And as long as I keep talking, it's going to be longer. So here's the audio from the interview. It was done over Skype. So if there's any kind of audio problems, uh, we apologize. But uh, there, here is the audio from Daryl Bruton. Okay, well, we're here with Daryl Bruton from North Carolina. Uh, thanks for being on the show today. You're welcome, man. Pleasure to be here. Oh, great. Well, listen, I uh, actually made your acquaintance through a uh, forum online on Facebook that Kevin Jordan invited me to. And... Uh, I, uh, I I think all photographers tend to stalk each other to kind of, you know, size each other up. And I have to tell you, I'm really impressed with your website and the photography you're doing. It seems very, uh, it seems to me very natural. It doesn't seem overprocessed, doesn't seem overdone. Uh, and I know that even trying to achieve that kind of photography is, is, is difficult. Most people think you just walk up and take a shutter, and I'm, I'm sure that's not the same way it is for you. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit on how you got started in photography? Uh, I started 15 years ago uh, just doing my own thing, uh, landscape, uh, and my travels all up and down the East Coast. Uh, just anything that struck my eye is what I got started doing. And from that, I started a business oh, just over six years ago, a portrait business, and that has led us up to where we are right now. Oh, that's awesome. How did you transition between landscapes and people? Uh, I know that a lot of landscape photographers really enjoy that because, well, you know, uh, the mountains don't really talk back to you. <laughs> so how did you do that transition? Was that easy for you to do? Uh, 
Yes and no. Uh, I think my very first first portrait was of some family of mine wanted me to do the typical khaki pants, white shirt, uh, beautiful beaches down in Gulf Shores, Alabama, which is where I'm from. And so I did that, and I would not uh, allow them to pay me to do that. And that was a good experience. And from that, I just started doing more and more of it. And then people slowly started wanting to pay me to do it. Wow, that, that, that is awesome. And then, of course, you started a business and started making money at this. And somewhere along the line, um, you know, looking at your website and your passion that um, seems to be towards a humanitarian type work. Somewhere along those lines, you decided to come out and and um, do some community work. Can you tell us about that? I, I think the website is uh, dbworldwide.org, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, ten, just over 10 years ago, I came back to the Lord, uh, became a Christian. And at the time, I, I just prayed and I laid down basically my camera on the altar and said, Lord, if you can use me, use me. Uh, I grew up in the church. Uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs was uh, A Little Drummer Boy uh-huh. and, and by Burl Ives. And would put that thing on the record player. And I remember <laughs> being a boy of like eight years old and listening to that and, and, and crying uh, because it was like, okay, Lord, I, I don't have much to give you, but I'll give you what I got. Wow. And that is... Uh, that's kind of how I felt about my photography. And I went from just a short time of doing Easter productions at church, you know, badly lit, very, you know, those pictures will never see the light of day. <laughs> but there was a, uh, a speaker came through by the name of Reggie Dabbs. And uh, I had taken some pictures of him in action. And he is a... In, uh, worldwide traveling uh, gentleman, and he was the MC most famous for Promise Keepers events. Oh, yes, yes, I'm familiar with those. Okay, well, uh, Reggie invited me to come as his guest, and through that, uh, just within a matter of months, I was at Charleston, I was at Greensboro, I was actually in Mobile when Katrina was coming in. Wow. So I've shot pictures of Chris Tomlin and the Newsboys and all this stuff. Within a matter of months of me going, okay, God, I'll I'll do this for you. So that was that was a kind of a push there. Uh, I went on my first mission trip a month after I got married, which was seven years ago, to Honduras. Since that point, we have been I've been to Africa twice. I've uh, been to Honduras like six or seven times. I lived there for the month of October in 2011. Wow. And an amazing opportunity right there. Wow, that that is incredible. When you go on these mission trips, let's just talk a minute just about the technical side, but I, I definitely want to get into the passion and the heart of what you're doing. On the technical side, when you live overseas like that as an American or as a photographer, what you know technical difficulties do you run into? Are you having problems with like charging your batteries, getting stuff through customs, you know, keeping your sensors clean? What kind of day-to-day operational issues do you have with your gear? Okay, uh, very good question there. We 
when I first went on my very first trip, I was like, oh my Lord, what do I take? What do I need to take? What do I not take? How do I do this? And nobody knew. There's nothing out there that I had found seven years ago for that. Uh, part of that is the reason why we started this organization is to train other photographers to do what I do. I don't believe, and I well, I know I'm not the only photographer out there that is doing this kind of work. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, also, there's no resources out there for people to learn this, and so there are a lot of things that you deal with gear, uh, the type of bags that you're carrying, uh, getting through customs. I remember in Heathrow, they were like, oh, "Your bag's too heavy." Uh, you you got to check it. I'm like, I've got everything in there. <laughs> I can't do that. And, and oh, you you will do it. But uh, so what we did, we panicked. I crammed uh, a 7200 camera body, a huge hard drive. This was five years ago, so it was like the size of a small book. <laughs> it's on power supply and two lenses and some cards and some batteries, thinking I probably would never see my gear again. And uh, it made it. But now, to fix something like that, all I do is I'm, I'm one of the first guys that are going to go through if we have a group. Uh-huh. And if they stop me, then it's like, okay, I'll take this out of here. I will give this to this person. We split the load up amongst people. Oh, that's a great idea. That, I do that with my wife and my child. My wife and my child travel with me part of the time when I go. And, you know, I'll load my, my daughter's backpack up with stuff if I need to. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, right beside the teddy bear is a couple of battery chargers and a 7,285 mil, right? It's the idea of getting it there. Uh, it's not a matter of insurance covering it. I have insurance. But if I'm going overseas for two weeks, I can't run to a store and buy a whole new camera system. Right, yeah. Once if, if it toasts on location, you're pretty much done. Yeah, uh, we hiked uh, last time. Uh, we were in on the border of Nicaragua, and the so, some soldiers actually escorted us. Going go down the road to a village. Only a few minutes. Only fifteen minutes. We went and we got to a, a little rabbit trail off the road. Where's the village? Oh, it's just right over here. Thirty minutes later. <laughs> well, I get there and my battery died. So, walk for an hour and got some great iPhone pictures. I don't know. That do you have coverage with your iPhone there? Because I'm just curious now. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, there is ways to do all that, uh, but it's just cheaper for me just to buy extra phones while I'm there. You know, so that's not an issue. Wow, awesome. Well, you know what? Uh, I'd like to hear if you would share with our listeners. What is one of the favorite things or one of your favorite stories has happened to you while you've been, I, I, I don't know exactly what to call it. Do I call it a missionary photographer? Uh, yeah, uh, we are we are a faith-based organization. Mm-hmm. I'm ashamedly Christian. Our goal is not uh, evangelistic. Okay. Uh, Michael Porcentio asked me that uh, just a few months ago. We were discussing this, and and I said, no, we're not. Uh, our goal is to produce professional image-level pictures for missionary groups and non-governmental organizations. 
Uh, I don't believe that there has to be a cross right. for you to be doing good. Yeah, in your community or abroad or, or, or locally. Exactly, exactly. Nor for, to you, for anybody to participate in our organization, uh, you don't have to be a Christian, okay? Uh-huh. You don't have to be. Uh, you will have to sign a moral contract, you know, uh, whenever we travel. You know, there's, there's no drinking, there's no smoking, you know. Uh, you know, be, be moral because it's going to help. It's going to help the missionaries where we're at because if you do that while you're there, it's going to hurt them. Right. Okay. And if, and if you can't do that, that's okay. I'm not judging you. It's, it's fine. Uh, but we can't have you hurting the people that we're going to help. And maybe that's where you can help us here local instead of on a trip. Well, that's awesome. So let's let's lead right into that. What kind of things can uh, can people here do? Obviously, we could can talk to you about uh, uh, going through a process to get. Um, to that place where we all might want to travel and do humanitarian photography. I mean, I, I think that's something that is really uh, very much needed. Um, I used to follow a photographer that shot uh, Olympus for the UN, and I kind of forget his name right now. I have to look it up and put it on the show notes. And uh, I actually emailed him a couple of times, and he did some incredible stuff with an old Olympus E20. I mean, just really just knocked my socks off this guy was working for the U.N. So I can see that there is a um, need for this type of photography. So what can the average photographer help you with in getting this going, or how can we be involved with your project? Okay. Um, one, go to, go to our site. Go ahead and get it up with our newsletter. Uh, that, that's one thing. Number two, talking about this, telling people about it, uh, posting about it, that's a big help through social media. Uh, obviously, uh, donating is always a good thing. Uh, we, don't, we don't have any huge church behind us. We don't have a huge organization behind us doing this. Uh, uh, basically, about 80% of every trip is basically covered uh, out of our own pocket. Uh, we don't do my daughter's been to Honduras twice she hasn't been to Disney World yet she's five wow uh, but and that's not to say you know I had a, a pastor friend of mine was like I feel bad because my kids have been to Walt Disney World I said it's, it's different man it, there's no there you go. it's different for everybody right but, absolutely chosen for her and you know she's five she knows where Africa's at you know, those Honduras. So you can help that way. Uh, you can go on a trip with us. We had our first trip as an organization this June. Uh-huh. And we will be going again. It's the last week in June. Next year's when we'll be going. We went down on this last trip and did school pictures for 180 children at a school in Rio Vejo. That's right up on the mountain above La Ceiba. Uh-huh. They had school pictures done. Ever. This is the first time ever, right? Yeah, first time ever for them. And it doesn't sound like much. I know, Robert. It's like, you know, people go, oh, well, it's school pictures. 
got to understand, most of the time, a family album is one picture thumbtacked inside of the hut. Wow. That, that is it, usually. That is incredible. I mean, you know, I've actually spent a lot of time overseas, and, and I've always been very surprised. Um, back in the 90s when we traveled, we would take Polaroid cameras, because, you know, back then we shot film. And uh, we would take Polaroid cameras and shoot Polaroids of them so they would see, you know, the image right away and it would really make the whole village involved. So I can imagine going to a school that's never had, you know, any kind of photography done and show up and say, hey, we're here to take your pictures for free, you know, because we feel that urge to help. I mean, that has got to be really overwhelming as an experience. Uh, It was very, very cool. Uh, we actually went down the mountain to town and took the pictures down there, and they printed them up on vinyl. We were able to give them framed up pictures on vinyl because the heat and humidity would affect normal pictures. Uh, so we were able to do that for them. I had a young man walk up to us at the end of the presentation of had the photographers handing the pictures to the, to the children. They got called up, and they were given the pictures. Because I wanted to be able, I wanted my people to be able to see the results right in front of them. But I had one young man stop on the way out and walked up to me and shook my hand, and he said, "Thank you." And I had other children saying thank you, but he made the effort to make sure I got choked up. And then whenever he walked over to my wife and shook her hand and thanked her, I was like, "There you go." That's that's worth all this right there. Made that child special, and that's wow. the point. Of, we didn't preach to him about anything. We didn't try to convert. We did not try to tell them, "Oh, you're not doing it right. You need to do it the American way." We just wanted to show him we cared. Wow, that that is incredible. So basically, we can go on a mission trip. We can sign up for your newsletter so we can be informed on what you're doing. Yes. Uh, obviously, we can donate money. I, I see you have a, a donate button. Uh, that is that a PayPal? There's like a PayPal button. Yes, that's a PayPal. Uh, one other one other element that uh, me and you had mentioned I had mentioned to you earlier, uh-huh. and I'll be sure to include this. Uh, I had a young man at uh, well, Dave Junior from After Dark is the one that helped. Expand my idea of building a network of people. Yes, okay. yes, I, I know Dave. Uh, my wife and I had a chance to teach at After Dark in Dallas. Okay, all right. Well, I've been to both the After Darks here in Charlotte, um, and actually worked the last one that was here. Um, made some great, great friends. That's a great. That's one of the best uh, educational experiences I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. So, um, big fan of After Dark. So Dave threw out an idea about building a network of photographers here. Uh, on that same week, I was discussing with a young man, and he was, because of health problems, he could not go. And there was an organization that wanted him to go, and they were like, oh, you can do it. And he was like, I can't. I physically can't go. And I could see the hurt in his eyes because uh-huh. he wanted to go. And I said, let's you can be a part of this. You don't have to go. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. And I explained to him how 
And you should have seen, it was the, one of the coolest things I've experienced because I was teaching. And he was, I said, you know, it's the old uh, Bible parable of the head is not better than the feet. Yes, yes. It's all a part of the same body. So with that said, we need people that can edit photos and they could volunteer. Maybe they could say, we give you eight hours a month, Daryl. Right. Because, you know, we come back, we have 5,000. I've came back from Africa with close to 10,000 pictures after almost three weeks there. Wow. That's a lot to go through. Yes, but it is. editors who could say, you know, I'll volunteer for eight hours a month. I can do that for you. We load them up, they process through them, and then they kick them back to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would save my people who are going on these trips because eventually we want to have a network set up of, you know, Robert, you're over here. You've traveled with us before. We know you. We know how you act. We know that you're professional. We know that you can take care of yourself. You're a big boy, you know. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> I won't, I won't say big boy. I'll say, you know, <laughs> traveler. A traveler. Uh, there you go. There you go. So we have that on one side. And over here on the other side is these people that I've worked with in Honduras or Africa or wherever. And, hey, man, I haven't. we haven't had any pictures in a year. Daryl, you know, what can you do? Now, I love traveling. But I don't want to be traveling 12 months out of the year eventually either. But so I would, you know, we would say, hey, we need somebody to go to Ecuador for a week. Robert, you hold your hand up and you go, hey, I'll go. Right. So you your trip to go down there. And once you're on the ground, the missionary or the organization would take care of you there. They would take care of your lodging, your meals, your travel and all that. And, you know, they'll work your honey off for Four or five days. And <laughs> yes, I'm sure they will. <laughs> want them to, and and you want them to. You don't want to go and sit. You know, you don't want to go on vacation. That's not a vacation. You're going to share your work, share your talents. Absolutely. And so you go down there. You take pictures. Uh, you know, there'll be a day out of it that we'll make sure they carve out to show you. You know, even more you know, sites and the kind of a day off before you come back home. And then you come back home. Ideally, you have your pictures, you load them up. Uh, we have an editor that will sort through them. Of course, you'll pull your favorites out that you uh-huh. like and the editor will sort through them. Then what happens is we will get those pictures back down to the organization in Ecuador. They have a shared copyright with our organization. Right. They Use them for promotional materials, websites, whatever. DB Worldwide can use those pictures for promotional websites. Uh, we eventually want to be selling books. We want to be into books and calendars. So you would understand that we will make money possibly off of those pictures. Also, you will have the opportunity to share with them as you, share them as you like. You know, so we're not taking your photos away from you mm-hmm. because that's special. I wouldn't want anybody taking my photos on my trip, but I would share them with no problem. Right. So that's a kind of in a 
quick nut, nutshell what we are wanting to do. Wow. Well, that is absolutely incredible, Daryl, and I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And um, we're going to have to cut this short. We're at 26 minutes. I think, I believe, you have just now won the longest PhotoFacts podcast interview. <laughs> and, you know, I'm so glad it was a great topic, too, because I, I really believe that all photographers need to get back to their community, you know, both locally and globally. Uh, and I think that what you're doing is an admirable thing, and I really thank you for doing it and sharing your time with us today. And I really hope that our podcast can get some viewers sent your way so that your organization can really take off. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you, sir. It was great talking to you. And I'm going to put all those links on the podcast, and as soon as this is live, I will definitely share it with you. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. Oh, no.